Hi everyone, what's going on? I'm Coach Mike, and welcome to this episode of the MindFit Method Podcast. So this is part two in our little mini-series. Last time we talked quite a bit about personal responsibility and taking personal responsibility for our own actions in order to literally become role models uh, for our kids, uh, for our students, for our, you know, whoever it may be. And today, we're going to talk about really the time issue that I talked about in the last episode. And the person who said they really wanted to work out and get fit, but they did not have time. And my argument to that is that, number one, they do have time if they, um, if they make it a priority. But there is a perception of time required to exercise that has to deal with perfection and how it always has to be the perfect exercise opportunity. So let's cue the intro and we'll be right back. So the giant question is this, how do we as parents, teachers, school administrators, policymakers, coaches, how do we prepare our kids for a future that doesn't yet exist? All while making them healthier, more creative, more innovative, better problem solvers, and overall successful contributors to society? That is the question, and this podcast has the answers. My name is Coach Mike, and welcome to the MindFit Method Podcast. All right, so let's talk about this a little bit. Let's talk about what our own perception of exercise is, because there was a shift back in the 1980s that occurred that changed, um, it changed exercise and fitness in a way that it made it, number one, a multi-gazillion dollar industry, right? But it did that by creating these gyms that were just quote unquote perfect. And, you know, in a uh, documentary that Arnold Schwarzenegger did, they talked about how in the 80s going into the 90s, that these big box gyms developed these, you know, um, palaces of chrome, where when you went inside, they were just incredible. And you could go and you could spend so much time there. There were so many different things you could do, so many different programs that were offered. If you wanted to take spin classes, if you wanted to do weights, if you, all of it was amazing. And all of those things are good for you, make no mistake. But there's a catch. Because when they created these amazing gyms with all of this stuff, right, all of this stuff, what they also did was create the perception that number one, time was going to become a factor because there was all this stuff and you had to do all that stuff in order for exercise to be effective. So it made time an issue, but it also made the prep that went into going to a workout an issue. Because now all of a sudden, you're you're going to a perfect place to work out, right? But in that perfect place now, in your mind, the expectation was that you also had to be perfect. Meaning, you had to have the perfect workout clothes. So whether it is Lululemon or it is whatever it may be, 
you had to have the perfect workout clothes in order to go and work out at the perfect gym, in order to do the perfect exercise routine, in order to get the perfect results, right? And we know that that's not true, but that perception was created. So to make it worse, right, we also started to feel, and I will never forget, in owning a gym and you know, having uh, an adult program as well as our MindFit Kids program, how many times I heard someone say, I just need to get in shape and then I will come and do your program. Okay, has there, any been any, has there ever been anything sillier than that statement? I have to get in shape and then, I'll, I have, then I will come and do your program. Now, it's one thing to say I need to get clearance from my physician to come and work out because I have a, a health condition or something like that. That's different. This was, let me get in shape so I can come try to get in shape. It doesn't make any sense. But again, the perception, and remember, the perception of the majority is reality. Doesn't matter what the truth is, perception of the majority is reality. So the perception is, I have to be perfect to go to the gym to try to get perfect, which in itself does not make any sense. So we felt like we had to have all this time to work out, which means we needed to dedicate a huge portion of our day in order to do it, right? Because if you couldn't work out for two and a half hours, well, then it wasn't going to be an effective workout. It wasn't an effective fitness plan. Again, a completely wrong perception. But we also felt like, okay, well, my diet also needs to be perfect in order to go and have the perfect workout and receive the perfect nutrients from whatever I ate. Do you see how this gets into a very, very vicious cycle? Okay, to start, if you are a mom, dad, uh, teacher, grandparent, whoever you may be, and you have not worked out for a long time, but you wanna be a role model for your kids. And let me tell you how important that role model role is. I don't know if you guys remember it. it I believe it came out last Christmas or the Christmas before uh, for the holiday season. But there was a commercial on TV where you see a um, older man who it kind of alludes to is a grandparent. And he starts working out in his cold shed with a kettlebell. And he's lifting the kettlebell in a very strange way. And he gives up at one point and then he comes back and he fights for it again. And he's trying to pick this kettlebell up off the ground and then hold it out in an extended form in front of him. Which by the way is really bad for your back, but I see where he was going uh, with this. So the guy is pick. So this older gentleman is picking up this kettlebell in a really weird way. And in the end it turns out he's doing it because he wants to give who you presume is his granddaughter um, in the TV uh, ad, a star for the Christmas tree for Christmas, and he wants to have the strength to be able to pick her up and hold her out so that he can put the star on top of the Christmas tree. It is a very, very touching commercial. Very, very well done. And a great thing to show that anyone, um, for any reason, there are, you know, there are so many reasons and ways why you should you know, start doing functional fitness um, regardless of your age. But again, we, we had this perception of complete and total perfection being needed in order to do this right. And look, I get 
direct messages and texts and emails all the time from people that say, Mike, what is the best workout for me to do? What is the best diet for me to follow? Um, let's just stop using the phrase, the best. Because if you're doing nothing right now, but you wanna be doing something, or you know you should be doing something, or your doctor has told you you need to do something for your own benefit of your health, you need to start with something, not the best. It's two different things. And look, if we're going to teach our kids that they can't start doing something until all the stars are aligned and everything is perfect, we're setting them up to be very unsuccessful in the future because 9.999 times out of 10, the situation is never perfect when you go to start something, right? You just need to start. Um, the perfect day to start was yesterday. I mean, I, I know that's a very cliche saying, but that is true. And you have to start with small changes. You don't have to be perfect. You have to start with small changes. As I told you in the last episode, the first thing I did, the small change that I made to lose 25 pounds was I took soda out of my diet and replaced it with seltzer. Small, but significant. Why is it significant? Because soda is literally all sugar, right? And fat does not turn into fat in your body. Sugar turns into fat in your body. And that's a whole nother conversation. I'm not a registered dietitian, my wife is, but that is a whole nother conversation for another day um, about how we eat and what we put on our body. But you gotta make small changes. And I have a, it's actually a very funny story. And my friend is probably gonna kill me for telling you this story. But, um, you know, sometimes we know exactly what we have to do, right? We already know it. We wanna know something better to do than what we already know, but we already know what we have to do to make change. I'm gonna give you a great example. Uh, years ago, a very good friend of mine um, was really getting into working out. He was really, um, he was seeing great results, uh, but he had an obsession. He wanted six pack abs. And he called me one day and, and we would talk, you know, quite regularly about this exercise, that exercise, um, you know, how to change this or how to work on that. And he goes, Mike, he goes, I need to know what the absolute best diet plan is because I need six pack abs. But I, I you know, I, I got to figure this out. I, I want to do best. I was like, all right. I'm like, well, um, you know. So what he said was, I need to know what exercises I need to do to get six pack abs. I want abs, um, I'm obsessed with them, I, I have to get them. I'm like, okay, well, rule number one, most times abs are not made in the gym, they are made in the kitchen. So we're gonna talk about what you're putting in your body from a nutritional standpoint, rather than what you're working uh, on in the gym from a, you know, crunches versus leg raises versus ab machines, blah, 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 blah. So he says, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. But are you sure there isn't just one exercise I can do? No, there is no perfect exercise that's going to instantly get you great abdominals. It's not gonna happen. But if you want them, let's talk about what you're eating. Because everyone has a set of abs, it's just whether or not they're covered with a layer of body fat. So he, he says, okay. So I said, all right, let's just start with this. What'd you eat for breakfast this morning? Now, a lot of people don't eat breakfast. 
There's a lot of debate over whether breakfast is a good thing or a bad thing, but I needed to know for starters, what was our, what was our benchmark? What was our, um, you know, what was our starting point? And he goes, um, I really don't want to tell you, which was a very interesting answer since he came to want to me to ask me what to do to get abs, but now he doesn't want to tell me what he ate. I said, what do you mean you don't want to tell me what you ate? I'm like, just tell me, what did you have for breakfast this morning? He's like, I don't want to tell you you're going to yell at me. Like, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm like, what did you eat for breakfast this morning? Now, obviously, he wants abs. He's expressed his desire to have abs. But he also obviously knows that he's doing something that is preventing him from getting them. So after a lot of hemming and hawing, he finally came out and said it. He goes, fine. You want to know what I had for breakfast this morning? I had chocolate chip cookies. And I thought he was joking. Or I thought he was like talking about the cereal, cookie crisp, I I don't know. I said, you had chocolate chip cookies for breakfast? And he said, yeah, 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 but not the way that you think. Um, I take a sleeve of Chips Ahoy and I crush them and I put them in a bowl and I eat them like cereal, but I put them in milk so that there's protein. And I paused. And I'm sure I gave a little bit of a smirk or a smile. And he goes, I know, I know, I know. And I said, so let me get this straight. You ate chocolate chip cookies, a sleeve of Chips Ahoy chocolate chip cookies for breakfast in milk with a, with, with a, you know, a spoon and a bowl for breakfast. And he said, yes. I said, you... <laughs> are asking what you can do for abs, and yet you ate chocolate chip cookies. So you could see he kind of had that epiphany, a little bit of that revelation of, oh yeah, yeah. He already knew he shouldn't be doing that. If he thought he should have been doing it, he would have had no problem telling me. But again, he wanted perfection. He wanted to say, well, Maybe there's an exercise that I can do that's perfect so that I can continue to do the things that are hindering me from getting me to my goal, right? Guys, we got to lose this concept of perfect. We also have to lose this concept of I don't have time to work out. You actually do not need any equipment to build a stronger and healthier and more cardiovascularly in shape body. You don't need any equipment at all. You can do it with just body weight exercises. And frankly, you can do it in eight to 20 minutes a day, something like that. Um, If you think about all the prep that we do to go to a gym, right? We get ready. So the gym that I used to go to way back in the day is about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes from my house. Well, round trip, that means it's 30 to 40 minutes from my house. And then the time it takes me to get ready and to take my pre-workout supplements and to do everything perfect, and then to spend an hour, an hour and a half there. Yes, if that is the world that I'm gonna live in, I don't have time for that. I am way too busy for that world anymore. Um, Three kids, uh, a job, a business, uh, married, a household to take care of, yep, that I don't have time for. But that doesn't mean that I can't work out, that I can't do fitness, that I can't do it in my basement or my living room or my garage. Um, Even if we're looking at the Murph workout, 
that I was talking about in the last episode. That workout is a one mile run, 100 pull-ups, so I do need a pull-up bar or something like to that extent. Uh, 200 push-ups, I, I, I don't need any, I need a piece of floor. And 300 air squats, I need to be able to stand up and squat down and stand back up. I just need enough space to be able to do so. Don't need any equipment. And if you think that you can't do a hard workout without equipment, give that workout a try, because it's pretty brutal. It's a great workout, but it's hard, and you really don't need that much equipment. And you can swap stuff out left and right to be able to figure out what works and what doesn't work. So if nothing else, if we are going to be the role models that, let me just say, our kids need today. They need people that practice what they preach. How many times do you turn on the news or the radio and another celebrity is being found out that they don't practice what they preach? Another um, politician is hypocritical in what they say versus what they do. Our kids need guidance. They need role models that actually do what they say they need to do. So let's be that role model that we have to do. Let's get rid of the idea of perfection. Let's get rid of the idea that we don't have the time to do the things that we need to do. And let's move forward. Let's be stronger. Let's be smarter. And let's create those stronger minds and smarter bodies. Hope you guys like this episode. We are going to dive into some really cool stuff in the upcoming episodes. And guys, if you did like this episode, please give it a like, possibly share it with a friend or share it on your social media to be able to spread the word to the world on how we can not only better ourselves, but create, set up our kids to be successful contributors to society um, that are healthy, that are innovative, that are creative. Uh, let's do all that for them. Hope you guys have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.